Good morning. Welcome to Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where God has called and gathered us here this day to receive his gifts through his word and his sacrament. Other than that, I don't believe I have anything else that I need to talk about right now, and so we will go right ahead and get started with our opening hymn, hymn 347. The Old Testament reading for the second Sunday in Advent is from Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. For you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked. For they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and just decrees that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Romans, chapter 15. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that, through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you, For the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness, in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. Jesus said, There will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity. Because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear, and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourself and know that the summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But watch yourselves 
lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you remember what it was like when you were a kid and you had done something wrong? And maybe your mom or a babysitter tells you, just wait until your father gets home. Did you get filled with dread? Just knew that whatever your father was going to do to you, it was going to be just horrible. And the worst thing, of course, was that you completely deserved it. You knew that you had done wrong and that there was nothing you could do to stop the punishment from coming. We forget sometimes that for some, when Jesus comes back, there will be wrath and punishment instead of salvation and forgiveness. We forget that there was a reason that in the Old Testament, people died upon entering the presence of God in wrong ways. We forget that asking God to be present is only a safe thing to do when he is regarding us favorably. So then, how do we make sure that happens? Can we make sure that happens? Can we make sure that God is regarding us favorably? Listen and hear what our introit for today has to say. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. The Lord will cause his majestic voice to be heard, and you shall have gladness of heart. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. You who are enthroned upon the cherubim shine forth. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. Turn again, O God of hosts. Look down from heaven and see. Have regard for this vine. But let your hand be on the man of your right hand, the son of man whom you have made strong for yourself. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. The Lord will cause his majestic voice to be heard, and you shall have gladness of heart. The Lord is coming. The question is, is he coming in his wrath for us? Or is he coming in his grace and his mercy for us? Our intro answers that question clearly. The Lord is coming, and behold, your salvation comes with him. Of course, here in Advent, that is particularly true as we look forward to our Lord coming and celebrating him coming as one of us, coming as a man as he needed to in order to save 
man. We know that Jesus is the only source of that salvation. That our salvation is only found in and with him. That all of the other ways that people talk about are not ways to salvation, but are ways to that wrath, that danger. That there is no other name by which we'll be saved than Jesus's. And we also recognize that our God is so gracious and merciful that even though he has ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of God, that he is still, even now, continuously with us. And that we need him to be with us continuously in his word and in his sacraments. In our intro, if you look at some of the context of what's going around, it makes it clear, though, that the Lord is, in fact, coming with three things, not just one. He comes with salvation, which we just talked about, but he also will be coming with his reward, and he will be coming with his recompense. We'll start with the reward because that's the fun one. Because as you know, and as I just mentioned, our Lord has indeed ascended into heaven. He is indeed that man who is right now sitting at the right hand of God. Which means that even right now, a human being is sitting on the throne of the cosmos. And that in his exaltation, all of us have been exalted as well in him. But we also recognize that as much as that is a reward for the great and awesome thing that he did on the cross, that to him, the even more important reward are the saints that he won that day. That in fact, we are his reward. We are his treasure. We are his prizes. And we recognize that when he comes again, when he comes again in his glory and his power, he will bring with him his reward. He will bring with him our resurrection so that we might be with him forever. But for those who tried to seek after those other ways, those who called on other names than Jesus's, he will come with recompense. He will come with fire and a devouring flame. Those who refuse his salvation shall be blown away as ashes in the wind. The Lord is coming for us. And thanks be to God that we, who he is coming for, need not fear that. We don't have to be afraid of God our Father as if he were some sort of wrathful avenger. Because of what he did on the cross, because of the fact that he earned our favor with God, we can now be in his presence and have no fear. We are his reward. Jesus wants us. He wants us to have gladness in our hearts. He wants us to have songs of his praise in our ears. He wants us to have hope in our souls. 
And in fact, he has already earned all of those things for us. This is why Jesus is the one who is sitting at the right hand of the one who sits on the cherubim. Because he died on the cross for your sins, for the sins of the entire world, he earned you and he earned the favorable regard that you now enjoy. He even earned your adoption into his family through your baptism that was formerly given to you. You are now his children who are beloved and able to be with him in his love and favor. Therefore, you are free to call upon him without fear. You can sing or speak or enter it for today, recognizing that it's okay to ask God to pay attention to you. It's okay to call his regard down on you because he loves you and because he will do so favorably. All because of what Jesus has done for you on the cross and because of the faith that he has given you through his word and his sacraments. You don't need to be afraid. You can call out for him, call his ear towards you. You can call out for him to restore you, to shine his face on you and to save you. Because, of course, we recognize that even though we dwell favorably with God, that we still need to work out how to actually do that. That we still struggle with our sinful natures and that we still fall and fail, and sin. But we don't need to be afraid of talking to God about that. We don't need to be afraid of confessing those sins before him because we know that he loves us, that he is looking upon us favorably because of what Jesus did, and therefore we will be forgiven. So what do you think? If we were left to our own devices... We would be like those children who are waiting for their father, knowing that there's nothing that could stop the coming punishment. But we were not left to our own devices. Jesus, in fact, stepped in and took our punishment on himself. He, in fact, had the hand of the Lord upon him so that it wouldn't be upon us. So therefore, when our father returns to us, when we are able to stand before him, we will be able to stand up straight and raise our heads knowing that he will look upon us with favor and love us just as deeply as Jesus does. We know this because Jesus stepped in and returned us to that favorable state with God. He continues to strengthen us in that favor by constantly reminding us of this truth in his word by formally adopting us into his family through baptism and by nourishing and strengthening us in the very feast of his body and blood that we are about to partake of. Therefore, we do look forward to our Lord's coming because we recognize that he will look upon us with favor and that he's bringing our restoration and salvation with him. But do the people around you in your lives know that? Do the people that you work with know that God is coming? 
Do the people in your family know that because of what Jesus did on the cross, they don't have to try and earn God's favor because they already have it in Christ? Children, do the people that you go to school with, your friends, do they know that they are able to call upon their heavenly Father and that he will listen to them? You are safe and secure in the favor of God, thanks to what Jesus did to you. That favor is given to you in his word and his sacraments, and even now you are dwelling safely and securely in that favor. All are welcome to be here. Jesus died to earn God's favor and regard for all. Therefore, we too welcome all here that all might wait for the coming of the Lord with gladness in their hearts, music in their ears, and hope in their souls. For the Son of Man who God has made strong is on his way, the Rock of Israel who is the Lord of hosts, and he comes to bring us to his holy mountain where we will rest in his favor for all of eternity and live forever with him in his regard as his brothers and sisters that he saved from death and hell. You are free, therefore, to hope that he comes soon and free to share that hope with all who are around you. Now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.